1: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
2: No purchase necessary. BDW. Group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to another edition of IAB Cal Voices. I'm your host, James Law Jr. And of course, many of you know that I was in the insurance industry for 11 years, working for what was called IBA West, with the insurance skill center division. And then I left, became a star in Hollywood, came back, and now I'm interviewing my friends in the industry that I love so much, the insurance industry. Now, these two were recommended by several guests on this program. They're like, you need to talk to them. I know one of them all, one of them, but we go back a long time. Um, he actually started, he, he started Mori Company, of course. And I like he wrote, I saw the bio, 45 years, two months. <laughs> I laugh until I read this, 18 days as an independent insurance broker and agent. I love, that's the best thing I've read all, all year. But um, with that. But his brothers, Jack and Jim. They started um, in 1980. He, I mean, there, I mean, we just continued. This, I mean, all those years of doing this great work, of course. Um, quickly, um, working with the Japanese American community in San Jose, which I've been to San Jose many times. I live in San Francisco. Um, and he was also a former president of IBA West, yes, back in 1998. Um, and he works with his son, which is always been working for his son. So that was kind of great. Now his son took over, and he's the president of Jay Mori Company. And now this now this dude has some great stuff too going on. Um, let, me, let me read some of the things that he's done. Prior to joining the family business, he worked in Tokyo. Yes, he has worked in Tokyo with athletes in action, facilitating sports partnerships between the two countries, the U.S. and, and Japan, that's great. Um, he also has a BA in business economics and Wheaton College and MA in intercultural studies. So like that. And he serves as the chairman of the board of Arrowhead Insurance Services. So he has that going on too. Let me help you make welcome the maurice John and Joshua. Hi guys. Hey
0: there. Hey James. Thanks for having Can I just say that I don't know if my dad included the last day that he worked at our agency because he did call in sick. So I you might have to backdate that last day. I don't know. It was 45 years, something, something days, but he did call in sick his last day of work. So I, I wouldn't count that.
2: Okay, so we're gonna say right here, okay. So it's 45 <laughs> years, two months, and 17 days.
0: He yeah,
2: yeah. That, that's well, bad. no. Well, see, he called in sick. We're right. still an insurance agent and broker. He just called in sick.
0: Well, I, I wouldn't say he was working
2: though. So, but, <laughs> yeah. John, the kids always tell your business, don't they? They always tell your business. What can you say? let you say? Well, welcome to the show. We, you know, it's a beautiful day in Southern California. We're all here, and we're having, a, and it's a great day. And I, I'm so honored to have you both on the program. Um, I want to start right off the bat. We're gonna go right into it. I always say that. In my life, whatever I do, I do carry my ancestry with me and my culture with me, always. It just it doesn't matter what I'm doing, they're with me. The struggles that my grandparents and great grandparents and father and mother and all had to go through so I can do what I do, um, I bring it with me in a positive way. It sounds like you both are very similar in that. Um, so I will start with you, John. Um, how, how do you carry your ancestry and, and culture with you through, uh, through the business?
1: Well, um, personally, we we raised the kids, Josh and his sister. Um, We basically raised them up within the Japanese culture, you know, the Japanese school and and, uh, the Japanese church and the Japanese community center, uh, all trying to not make them uh, unaware of it, but just being aware of it. And, uh, of course, Josh went to Japan for a couple of years to work, which... uh, since we're we're revealing all those dirty little things he spent 2 years in Japan and doesn't speak a word of Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh I hope, I hope speak Japanese. Yeah. come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> but um even today we you know my wife and I are involved quite heavily in, in the Japanese retirement home and the Japanese American National Museum and, and other cultural uh type things and uh, within the business uh my brothers, Jack and Jim and I, when we established the business, we, we wanted to make sure that we perpetuated into the, the community itself and represented the Japanese American and the Japanese uh, national communities. Mm-hmm. Did it cause any problems for you early on? No. Any, nothing no. at all? No pushback or anything? Light- no, we hear a lot of, of uh, talk about, uh, you know, uh, of all the social injustice that was going on. And, and I'm sure we saw it, I mean, just go back to World War II with the, the, the relocation of the Japanese Americans, yes. German camps. Uh, but, and personally growing up, yeah, when we were young, uh, we saw some of it, but my dad always told us, uh, you know what? Just ignore that and go on with life. Just work hard and, and, and you know, you'll be, you'll be just fine. And, and he was right. Uh, you know, even today, we still see some of it, but uh, we don't let it bother us.
2: Well, not, that's not, that's us, you know, in those, you know, communities of color and other culture. We do just kind of, we, we have to live. I mean, you kind of have to live. So you kind of, you can't really be stuck in it. You have to just keep going so you can.
1: Yeah, And, and you know, it. a little bit of, of my own personal background. My brothers and I uh, grew up in South Central LA, which back in the 60s was a very, very, uh, uh, well, it, it was a Black community. And um, you know, the, the riots, we sat on the roof and watched. And, but even growing up through that, uh, dad always told us to just keep your head high, do what's right, and you'll be okay. A little, uh,
2: before we get to you, Josh I just want to say a little quick thing for viewers out there may not know this. Um, I grew up with a Japanese godfather and Chinese godmother when it was not popular for them to be married. I was in their wedding, 1976. It was not popular for them to be married. Um, but they grew up in South Central Los Angeles. They, they met my parents in high school. They went to manual arts high school and they met and they met there. Yes, exactly. And they met there and they be, and they were they're lifelong friends, you know, and they became friends. I became my godparents. And so I was always around Japanese and Chinese culture growing up. And it was just not, it wasn't even another, it just wasn't even a, a thought in my mind. And I called them mom and dad. And some folks were like, okay, if I was with him alone, they'll be like, oh, maybe it's a black mother. But if I was with her alone, they're like, maybe it's, but then he was darker than I was. So it's like, they, people they, they were, they were confused. It was the seventies, they were confused. Um, they didn't know what was going on. Um, but it was a, it was a fun, We we mentioned South Central Los Angeles. It was a black community, but you guys were there also. And it was, it's a very interesting, it's funny you brought that up. It's so I just wanted to share a little story there. Joshua, so for you, Ancestry, I mean, now you're you know third generation in the business. You see your dad and all them going to stuff. What it, what it was like for you?
0: Yeah, it's interesting because like my dad was saying we grew up in the Japanese community. I had to waste every Saturday morning from like nine till 12. Couldn't watch cartoons. I had to go to Japanese school. Uh, not happy about that. But <laughs> I think that the, the really good parts of growing up um, with so much focus on the culture is really built into the value system. Um, you know, my, my dad and you know, my grandfather and great grandfather, there's this saying in Japanese called Kodo Mono Tamani, and it really translates into for the sake of the children, but it's you know, always thinking of the next generation to make sure that the next generation has a better opportunity. And so I, I think really like the the cultural aspects of you know those Japanese values were instilled at a very early age for me. And then hearing stories of my great grandfather immigrating from Japan and starting his own business in Little Tokyo, L.A. in 1907. And, you know, and we're still in Little Tokyo. So we have 100 years of our family doing business in one community. And that's not even to say, you know, our San Jose office right. as well. That's amazing. That's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. So it's I mean, I, I think there's just so many cultural ties um, from Japanese school to church to, um, you know, family and certain, you know, different holidays we celebrate. But really, I think it boils down to the, the value system that those cultural influences have played throughout my family for generations that now I, you know, are instilled in me. And, I, you know, hopefully I give those to my kids as well.
2: Now, when you lived in Tokyo for a couple of years, what was that like for you?
0: It was, um, you know, I, I never was interested in in going to Japan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Why? I, would, I always
2: wanted to go. I haven't gone yet. I've always wanted to go. You
0: never want to go? No, I mean, it, it, it wasn't like a goal for me to live in Japan. And, and just c- culturally growing up, too, I had those values, but maybe never realized that how Japanese I really was. And then until I went to Japan, I kind of realized how Japanese I really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, certain things like just being able to sit on a on a train and blend in and just feeling like you're a part of something. Uh, Whereas, you know, I played baseball growing up. I was always the only Asian on my team. And so you're always trying to figure out like your identity. But when I went to Japan, I was like, wow, I, I like just fit in and blend in with everybody here. And so that was like in living in Japan, I feel like that was a new realization for me to discover a part of who I was. And then, you know, after I came back, I was a, you know, I still had the same values and everything, but I was just kind of changed in terms of how I, I, I my identity. And that's when I got into insurance. <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's, very, that's a very real thing. I guess it's very real. So you go, you go to the, the fatherland or the homeland or wherever it is, the, the motherland, whatever you want to call it. It probably right. gives you a new perspective on your ancestry and your culture. Cause now you right. actually are there where it came from, you know, we're in America. So you have the American culture stuff still seeping through. I mean, that you know there it's mm-hmm. strictly it's just Japanese. It's strictly or it's strictly mm-hmm. Tokyo. It's strictly where their their culture is. That makes sense. That makes sense. Okay. Uh so John, so I want to ask you, um so you guys you guys went to we went to San Jose, and there's a large community there too. I know I know that personally, there's a large community there too. Uh and in a Bay Area also, there's Bay Area also. Um was it Hard or easy to gain other fellow Japanese people into the business or to get business? Or was it easier because you were Japanese? Because other Japanese?
1: Well, um, you know, back in 1985, when we opened up in San Mateo, uh, really we opened up the office without thinking about where we were going to end up. Um, because San Francisco, the East Bay, and San Jose, uh, we, we picked the place that was right in the middle of that triangle. Yes. Uh, Quickly found out that San Jose was where the Japanese community was located, uh, so that's when we were contacted by uh, Normanetta, uh, the Netta agency, uh, and um, it, it was good because he's tied to our family. Uh, you know, not real close, but you know my my aunts and lived in San Jose and they had a a real good relationship. And so after a a bunch of talking, we we purchased the agency and we moved to San Jose because that's where the, the center of the community was. But, uh, it just made sense. His book of business was predominantly Japanese, Japanese American. Uh, from there, it just continued to, to thrive. Uh, you know, we, because of the affinity, uh, towards the japanese uh you know like any culture uh, or or they people would tend to go with who they are aligned with yes I agree um, you know and and you know we like to say well we go all over but the idea you know that that just doesn't right. happen right it, it's right. part of how business is done and if you look at business today uh it continues in that same vein um maybe a little more diversified today I, I know our agency and josh can address that is is quite a bit more diversified than when my brothers and i started so um and, and then we immersed ourselves into the community uh because our office was right on the main street on the ground floor in in, in japantown san jose we have a office in in little tokyo right on the the main street uh, on first street um it just made sense that that's the community that we serve and so we we live within it i i, I know josh lives within that community because anytime he calls me around lunchtime he's always in a japanese restaurant. <laughs> i think i've walked by your,
2: your office by a million times i've been little Tokyo. i was all the time i probably walked by many times and didn't even know it um and i have to say um but no, but I mean, I, I feel like what, what John is kind of saying, and, and Josh will get into it a little bit, is that some people like, they trust someone looks like them. Let's just make it very, just make it clear. They, yeah. they, they trust them more than maybe someone else. They may trust someone else also, I'm not saying they don't, but a lot of times they see the face that reflects the, theirs, it's a little mm-hmm. easier. And so you become the big fish in that in that pond, so to speak. Um, and, and actually you're, you're doing a great service. You're bringing people to insurance. I mean, that made that, you know, that everybody needs insurance for some kind. Um, so Josh, so how do you expand out of that? I mean, how have you, how have you guys expanded out of that?
0: It's, it's a great question. Um, you know, the, there's not as many Japanese coming over anymore. Um, you have the executives that come over for a four year stint, but we've transitioned away from focusing on Japanese business, while it's important and it's our core and it's been our core for 40 years, um, we, we've transitioned out of not just focusing because we write a lot of the accounts in the community. And it, it's funny because we have this kind of agreement within other Japanese agents is that it, we have great relationships. And if we know it's your account, we're not going to go after it. So I'll pick up the phone and call. I won't drop any names. I'll call this person and say, hey, you know, this is your account they came to us to quote it. We're not going to do it unless you give us the approval. Right. And so it's, it's kind of that just understanding and respect of each other within the industry that we don't step on each other's toes. And so when I'm thinking about, and I had these huge ideas of growth, it had to be non-Japanese business because we have to value, well, we, you know, we have to honor these, these commitments that have happened even before I came into the industry with these other Japanese agents. And so we really started going after same kind of middle market, manufacturing, uh, hospitality, um, a lot of farms too. And we started going out, taking that same, what we knew well, and took it to other Asian communities. And even bigger than that now, we're, you know, we're not even targeting the Asian markets anymore. Although I will have to say that our two, two to three best relationships are with the Japanese Uh, insurance companies. And those relationships have gone back 40 years. And so, um, so we are beholden to them in that, in what they want to write. We have other markets too, but we really value those relationships that we have with the Japanese carriers that have been such a longstanding relationship.
2: Okay. John, uh, John, was there any trepidation or nervousness, uh, you know, that Josh could continue those long-term relationships? Because I mean, those are important you don't want to mess those up, even though you're you know you're transitioning out. Was there no? I didn't know any no, any worry.
1: I I never did. I, you know the. Okay, he's my son. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Take it for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> if you weren't my son, I I would have hired him on the spot, and he'd be in the position that he's in. Uh, I think Josh has has done a lot in his life uh, outside of the family. To prepare himself for this, um, he has he has demonstrated his ability. I, he came to the Jay Mori Company in 2009 because he was a top seller of office products door to door for a large national concern.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody.
2: So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prices. ChumbaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
2: See website for details.
1: And the conversation went like, how come you're doing that when you have to sell and you get a nice commission? Why don't you come and build a business where you can build a business where you don't have to get the new piece of business every day. You maintain that relationship, and you continue your 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 commission stream, your income stream. Uh, he thought about it for a while and came over. He, he saw the light. He, I think more importantly, he he saw the light of of the value of the family business. So, yeah.
0: Well, l- l- let me just jump in there really quick. <laughs> because- <laughs> tell so, it, you know, God, it,
2: tell it, tell it
0: like it is. Tell it. No, you know, so yeah, I went to go work for I would sell office supplies door to door. I hit one hundred and thirty doors a day, and I make two sales. It commissioned only, and I was trying to put my way through grad school and that was my decision, so I was like, I want to go to grad school wait, to wait, wait for-
2: me further what kind of office products i'm I'm very curious
0: like zero um,
2: like where are you, where are you selling?
0: It's it's a company called Quill. Uh, They're like the warehouse division. They're owned by students. Yeah. So I was working for Quill for two years um, to put myself through grad school. And I did really well. And they're like, you know, we want you, we want to, we're offering you this position. We want you to continue, build a team. And then I talked to my dad, what do you think about it? He's like, well, you should get into insurance. And he was talking as if like, why didn't I not go in insurance in the first place? <laughs> this, this guy never offered me a job. So that's why I didn't get into insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and funny. and then when he did say you should consider, I was like, Yeah, he did they did, you know, my dad and my uncles offered me a job. And I'm like, okay, great, let's go for it. But what I didn't realize is there we you have to you have to prove it to us like we had to do it. So I started off at minimum wage commission only on top of that. I had to build my own book of business. Then they said, two years in, you got to start your own office. And that's when we reopened the little Tokyo office and we were our own P&L. We had I had to show that I could do it on my own if I wanted to make it in the family business. And so, you know, there was nothing of preferential treatment that was given to me in which I respect a lot. And, you know, I'm going to pass on to my kids. But I think what that did gain, too, is that everyone else in the company wasn't that, hey, owner's son is coming in taking over. It's no, they're seeing that I had to work harder than anybody else in, this, in the agency. And I give Kevin Fukuyama, who's now my partner in the business, him and I started that little, to- little Tokyo office two years in. Kevin was straight out of college and we, we killed it. And then that's how we a little bit more and more over the past 12 years, being able to get more responsibility within the company.
2: Well, you know, I mean that—that's—that's that's Japanese culture there anyway. They don't—they don't give pass. <laughs> I know that personally. I never got an easy pass, you know, for stuff when I was with my 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 godparents. It was all you had to work hard. You had to, yeah. because they teach you the value of when you earn it. It's way sweeter. It's way sweeter than if it's just handed to you. say, like, here you go. If you earn it, there's a sense of pride and all kinds of things that you you build and character you build by going through the trial and error and all the the bumps and. And the successes, I'm not surprised. Your dad was like, "Here you go, you got to try it out." I'm not surprised. (laughs) Not surprised at all. But but it it must have been gratifying, John, though, to see that he was succeeding. That you were correct. You what you saw was true. It must be just like must be just a proud parent moment, there, And, and and agency owner moment also.
0: Oh, I think he froze up. He
2: froze. He froze. he froze up too. This is all. This is how Zoom works sometimes, and this is how this happens. it happens. We are. Okay, go ahead, uh, John.
1: Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, you know, when Josh came into the business, I, we were popping buttons. Uh, but I, I, I can be pretty frank about it. Uh, when Josh decided to go, uh, to Japan. And he kept telling us he had no interest in the insurance agency business. My brothers and I uh, said, okay, great. So we positioned ourselves uh, for a different way of perpetuation. Uh, you know, I, the, those in our business know that uh, internal per- perpetuation versus selling the agency are two totally different animals and have to be prepared for in a different way. Uh, you know, we, we had gone out and we started a wholesale operation in 95, and, and in 2003, we started uh, uh, an insurance agency that was Japanese-speaking only. Um, 2005 uh, was Latina Hensi, our, our Spanish-speaking agency. Uh, we set up a human benefits agency, all under the the title of the J. Mori Companies, uh, so that we were positioned to be able to to get the best deal going uh possible within the marketplace uh josh coming in through a monkey wrench and that thing and uh you know we had to rethink the whole thing and uh the good news is uh, jim and jack retired uh and i'm not sure what day it was but uh, they're retired and josh and kevin are now the stockholders owners principals janitors (laughs) Everything else of the Jay Mori Company,
2: they order uh, supplies. They
1: yeah, your order supplies from, so it, that, that's good. Uh, <laughs> the, paper, I, the paper, yeah. talking with my brothers, we are we, the, the three of us, are really so proud of, of Josh and, and of Ke- of Kevin because Kevin has had a huge role in this thing, mm-hmm. uh, in, in where they're going, how they're going to get there. Uh, part of the idea of my retirement was. I didn't understand what these guys were doing. I didn't understand the business anymore. Um, you know, I, I'm one of the old school. You go, you meet the client. You, the old United commercial where you go fly. Oh yeah! Oh
2: yeah! Know. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I talked
1: to Josh, and he has very substantial clients that he's never met. <laughs> you know, right? He, he's seen them on a Zoom meeting, but he's never been to their office. And you know, it's a it's a it's a different paradigm uh people say well the business has changed for me it was a paradigm shift, and i couldn't keep up with that no. it, was, it was driving me nuts uh and, and i think my brothers were the same way and i, and I think a lot of guys in this close to retirement age we yeah. grew up in a different era and uh, it's it's been tough
2: yeah and, but, but it's very smart of you to actually kind of recognize that don't go you know maybe it's time for me to step out and do other stuff and let the young, let the young ones take care of, it, take over, then bring it into the next, you know, decade. But well,
1: the other part to that is I, I just didn't have the fire in the belly anymore. Mm. You no, know, forty-five years is a lot of years, I guess, it is. and it's a grind.
2: And you still look uh, good, so yeah, I got job. I, I still look good. We got look good.
1: You know, I love the people. Uh, a lot of the clients are now dear, dear friends. Yeah. Uh, the the guys in the insurance business that I grew up with, uh, you know, we're buddies now. We we go out, you know, having good. Nice dinners, and well, <laughs> we can never do that again. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's a different different life now.
2: Yeah, definitely. I, mean, I, I have to ask this question because I come from a lot of J's in my family. Um, is there anybody named with a J name in your family? Is that what's going on here? All these J names?
1: Well, uh, my brothers, Jim and Jack. Yes. Uh, Jack's wife is the only one. That's Janet. <laughs> and, uh, Josh uh his sister is justine and yeah, britney josh's wife is, is a b but uh uh jake jeremiah and johanna are all J's. So. there you go i love it i love it, I love it. When, when, the kids started, when the kids started coming we told josh and brit you know what <laughs> you don't have to name it with the day but hey <laughs> I, You know, like I
2: said, I'm partial to J-names, clearly. So I understand that. Mm-hmm. And I come from... <laughs>
1: uh, I think they're running
2: them out now. <laughs> there's still more. There's a
0: lot we more. We got a lot of J-names, yeah.
2: There's a lot of J-names you can actually pull out there. There's still some mm-hmm. more. But I had to laugh. I'm like, there's all these J-names. It's so funny. And I come from that, too. So we have mm-hmm. James and Jam, James Jr. And have John. And yeah, we have all those. Yeah. But I love that. Um, what I want to ask is, for you two both... Um, what, what have you learned? So Josh, what have you learned from your dad that you take with you every day at work? What is like? What is at least one thing that you've learned that you just, you just it's a takeaway for you that you use in your
0: work? Um, my, my dad was really big on integrity um, growing up. And I think that is the biggest thing, you know, whether I'm aware of it when I wake up or not, it's, you know, I mean, we face hard decisions Probably every day within our industry, and I think just having that level of integrity—that's um, something that I definitely carry with me. Um, that was for sure instilled uh, to me through my dad. Um, I think hard work as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I'll never, I never, I'm, I'll never have to worry about a job because I'm willing to do anything. And so, and I saw my dad do that growing up too. Um, you know, starting your own business or your own agency is, is difficult. So it wasn't always great growing up. Um, I know there was a lot of struggle, struggles. Um, so but you know, you just keep your nose to the ground and work hard and act with integrity. And, you, know, you you'll be fine.
2: And, and, and Josh, you're on the cover of insurance magazine, agent magazine, you were a cover model. I heard <laughs> oh, what was that like? I mean, congratulations. What was that? i going to cover a magazine. I mean, what's that, what is that
0: like for you? Yeah. Thank you. Um, it, I mean, it, it was a shocker for me to be honest. Um, but our agency actually won, um, Best insurance agency of downtown LA this year, and I think that's put us on the map a little bit. And then IBA magazine reached out, um, and you know, I, I think above all, it's it, I love that it's giving minorities exposure within our industry, and that's the thing I'm the I'm the most proud of. Is yeah, you know, I, I love that IBA well um, the big guys thinking in that way, and so. I didn't definitely. I mean, the photo shoot was actually pretty cool. I've never done one before. (laughs) It was fun, Uh, but um, really, really proud that we're getting minorities in particular are getting highlighted and young minorities in our industry.
2: Well, I was going to say that's the thing. So, uh, so John, what is your kind of message to potential young agents and brokers? What is is your message?
1: I, I think the message is. Do what you want to do. Do do what is in your life. the, the goals for your life and, and you know the money and the fame and all the other stuff that comes along with that all come. But you got to be happy doing what you what you are. Uh, you know, forty five years. If I had to do it all, I'd be in the same place. Uh, I hated it at first because it was the only job I could find. Yeah. But uh, I tell you what, looking back, I, I've met more people. Done more things, uh, have more relationships. You know, it's kind of cool when you can go to almost any state in the in the country and be able to pick up a phone and call somebody and talk to them. That's true. Know them, Uh, and you know, I can go throughout Asia, and you know, part of the UK now, and and just be able to pick up a phone and see somebody, talk to someone. But those are all relationships, and I I think people who want relationships, this is a great business. And you. I always say that I say this is a very people oriented business
2: it just really is from the behind the scenes to the client to the the the, you know, the owners it's, it's all very people I mean it's about people for people people's issues and I can say the same thing I you know I, I started doing this again because I stayed friends I've been out of the business for 12 years I haven't been in 12 years um but I stayed friends with many people in the business and so um there's some great folks in the insurance industry and I and I and we're friends we're really good friends and I did an interview with one of them Derek Ross and that's where I got the whole thing started they're like we love your interview Derek Ross I'm like yeah we stayed friends this whole time um <laughs> and that led to me coming back to the big Eye to do interviews I mean it was kind of and I'm getting to talk to my like I said, I've known John 20 years or so uh, we I get to talk to my friends and people I know and we reunited and it's a and meet new people like, like like Josh and it's like it's a it's a people business and mm-hmm. I think we need to remember that that that's where all things begin and end. I mean, it's, it's relationships. And that's how successful you are. You have successful relationships, I think. That's what I think. Like I said, the money and stuff will all follow in after that. But it starts with the, the respect. That's what it starts with. And the fun. I've had a lot of fun in the, over the years in the industry, industry. I had a lot of fun. Thank God there was no, there was no social media. Um, but I had some really good fun back in the day. Sure. Sure. So, I, so I have to ask you, Josh, as we start to, wrap, I talked to you guys forever. But I have to you know, start wrapping up. Um, how did you guys pivot with the whole COVID thing last year, the whole pandemic? How did your how did your agency kind of handle that? I mean, I mean in general, like how did you guys handle that?
0: Yeah, um, I, I think we did a really good job um, right from the start. And um, the way we really handled it was we wanted to communicate up front with first our in-house staffing that this is going to be it's going to be a problem for our clients in particular. So let's 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 over service everything. Let's communicate any updates, and let's just keep in touch. Um, and, and that that was for our servicing end. And then for our younger producers, um, most of our producers are actually under forty. Uh, I'd say 90 percent of them are under forty. And we just communicate with them. Hey, you. This is going to be a cry. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a crisis right now. So um, let's just let's not waste it. But let's 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 look at it as an opportunity for growth. And so we said whatever goals you had on the sales end of making your calls and setting appointments, you, let's double those, or, you know, let, let's, let's exponentially try to just try to see this as an opportunity and not see, okay, let's see what happens to us. Uh, we're, we're seeing it as an opportunity. So actually this year um, it, it's been a pretty good year for us. Um, and I think it's because we communicated it on the front end of uh, what the expectation was and who knew, who knew it was going to last this long, you know, but we've seen some great opportunities come in the door because we've been, putting
2: the extra effort in. Good. So I, we, a lot of us, I, we all work in the entertainment industry. So we had to learn how to pivot and adapt. And I'm seeing lots of creativity happen because of that, of the kind of trying to figure out ways to do this. And I've talked to many of you, many of you in the industry and you're figuring it out. You're trying to figure it out. And luckily we have things like this, remote stuff. You can do things like this. You can set your, your staff up at home. There's things yeah. you can do to continue and be there for your your clients i think i think it's a great thing right john josh thank you so much for being on the show you guys are great john good seeing you again josh nice meeting you
0: yeah Um, james
2: thank you so much um tell people if they want to use your business um where how can they find you
0: um you can go to www.jmory and that's j-m-o-r-e-y-i-n-s.com and you can just reach out to us there perfect
2: Everybody, I am James Law Jr., and this is IAB Cal Voices. We have a podcast that comes out every week. Every episode is on every streaming search you can think of, from iHeartRadio to Spotify to Apple, Google. And then the video version, you want to see our handsome faces, it's on my YouTube channel network that is JLJ Media. If you wonder what JLJ stands for, it stands for James Law Jr., right? So it's on that network, and you can go there and follow, like, subscribe, and you see all the interviews that are on there that I've talked to many folks in the industry. It's been a wonderful experience. Um, and then if anybody's to see this and see them pass it along to those people, feel free to do that. Share, comment, subscribe. If any questions and you're afraid to ask them yourselves, you know, you can ask me and I'll pass it on to them. Uh, that is fine. But thank you everybody. Please stay safe, stay sane, have compassion. We'll see you next time.